exploring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to this special bonus episode of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. And Steph. And we have two special guests with us, Tim and Carson. Hey, from IHeardThatWasGood.com, it's us. Yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> Get it in there right up front. <laughs> back again. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us back. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun with them when they were on the show a few months ago. And with our one-year anniversary this week, we wanted to bring you guys some special bonus content. So we thought it would be fun to sort of reach out to some of our guests that we've had and see how they're doing and bring them back. So, yeah, we're excited to have them. See, I think you guys only have us back because we get boxes and boxes of Taylor Swift goodies. So, yeah. So anytime, like, Murphy tweets at you guys, be like, I got more Taylor Swift. All of a sudden, we're on the show again. Oh, the boxes weren't even, they weren't even cold yet from being dropped off from outside. And uh, I had already tweeted at you guys. I was like, hey, look what we got. Three giant boxes of Taylor Swift stuff. I know exactly who's going to love this. And it's going to be a great birthday present, you know? So that's all. That works out well. So that's on the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, so it sounds like Taylor was really generous with you. Look, I'll say as as a person that like runs a radio station and stuff like that, Taylor Swift is one of the most generous artists out there. Like we don't get stuff like this from any other artist out there. Taylor Swift at least once or twice a year sends us like boxes and boxes and not just us. We have four radio stations in this building. At least 3 of them get boxes and the same boxes that we do. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Wow. So, I mean, that's like an that's like an AC station, which is geared more towards older women. It's our station, which is like a top 40 station. And then you've got like a country station in the building, too. And we all three get the same boxes. So, And she usually remembers to thank radio at award shows, which not a lot of people do. I know I heard her do it. I know Adele has done it. And that's something that I always love hearing being in radio, you know, because obviously a, a good deal of her success probably has to do with us playing her songs. All the time, so I always appreciate hearing that. I feel like she's always thanking me personally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I gave her that award. That's right. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I made the same shocked face you did. Oh, thanks so much. You thank me. By the way, we do have a little bit of an issue to talk to you guys about about sending you some stuff. Oh right, yeah, because someone requested a poster, and I'm, I'm going to send you a bunch of them. But uh, you know, I, I was trying to find a way to fit everything in the same box. And then Carson came up with a great idea because it was like a poster. You kind of get a, get a poster tube, but it sounded like shirts and stuff. Those fit more in a box. We're just going to cut them in half. Yeah. And send you tape <laughs> so you can tape the posters back together when you get them. And I'll just send them in a regular business en- envelope for like 49 cents. It's like a big gigantic Taylor Swift puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's great. It's a Swiftcast exclusive puzzle. We'll have to um, share one of those on our next giveaway, a limited edition Taylor Swift puzzle. <laughs> we're just kidding. We're not actually going to, like, cut them in half. But we were, like, joking about, like, stomping on them and, like, putting them in yeah, half just to them. make them, like, fit in a box. <laughs> well, we promise we won't. What a horrible birthday present that would be. Now, we can't promise the FedEx guy won't, but we're not going <laughs> that's to. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's always a possibility. So did you say she's been sending these boxes, would you say, since she first started back in 2006, 2007? Yeah, it's gotten more frequent now that she's, like, hit the the big time, I guess what you would say. Like, we didn't really get them when, like, Tim McGraw came out and all that kind of stuff. But since she's crossed over to, like, Top 40 a few years ago, yeah, I would say that we've gotten at least three boxes worth. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, what I think this is, I think it's all, like, leftover red tour merchandise like that they just didn't sell, you know, not that she wasn't selling like moving merchandise at the shows, but just that they maybe made too much. I'm like, 
you know. But every time I get one of these T-shirts, I'm like, man, how much was this, this of the show? Like thirty bucks? Yeah, because it's all yeah. red stuff. Yeah, it's all it's all red tour merch, I think. And so, I'm like, man, how much was this at the show? And like, and she just sent us a box of like ninety of them. Like, wow. Well, that's actually kind of exciting because that makes me think that they're clearing space to make room for the new Apple Album Five merchandise. Album yes. Five merchandise. You're probably right. Got to print that stuff up. Do you guys know anything about it yet? Oh, I mean, we've been stocking every detail of it that we can, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know that it's going to be released in October, which would be typical for her release schedule anyways. But um, the other day, her dad, she and her dad visited a hospital. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty awesome um, to do that for the kids. But her dad told the hospital staff that it would be released in October. Hmm. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. I didn't even hear that. I mean, we pretty much knew, but just to have it confirmed again is really exciting. Well, we know which one's the better Taylor Swift fan Ah. here. (laughs) Carson's always keeping score. Yep. It ain't me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but you guys are way more of a Taylor Swift fan than I am. He's got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, you debunked me last time on this bonus special. I was like, I'm going to go see her on tour. And you're like, oh, she's not on tour. <laughs> yeah. Still harboring that. Yep. Next Think about time. it every night. Well, hopefully if she like keeps with her same schedule this time next year, she'll be kicking off her next tour. Yeah, that's crazy. It could be a year away. That's grueling. One other thing we know about Album 5 is that she's been working with Ryan Tedder of One Republic. So you guys probably play him a lot. Oh yeah, like I mean, he he writes so many songs for so many artists that you guys probably don't even know. I mean, so for her to be working with him, that just mm-hmm. tells right there that it's going to be an amazing CD. Yeah, I'm really excited about that collaboration. It makes me wonder though if like this next CD is maybe not going to be so much about breakup stuff and like you know because because mm. she has caught a lot of flack for that in the past couple of years. So mm. I'm wondering if like they're going to tr- really try to change it up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep people guessing. You know, like oh, you think. You know what to expect from a Taylor Swift album, but this is going to you know, be totally different. Who knows? But you also write what you know. I mean, I think you're right with that theory because Red was so different than what everyone was expecting. Even though some of the subject matter was the same, just the sound, everything about the album was so different. And people were pretty shocked that I think she wants to like double that shock value this time. Mm-hmm. They want us all making like Taylor Swift faces. Yeah. The little shocked faces. <laughs> I want to hear my thank you again. Yeah. <laughs> so when she sends you guys like promotional stuff do you ever forget like the award show consideration mailers and those things no we don't get any of that like, like murphy said it's pretty much when a tour ends we pretty much get the merchandise from that tour because it sticky like uh what is what is that sticky notepad over oh there? yeah yeah, uh, it, yeah like that sticky notepad that came we're looking at one and oh, it's it was got from like, the well it's probably from the red tour yeah. yeah is it the the what's the cube one with all four albums on it yes yeah she sent us a bunch of those. I can't tell you how handy these have been, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and we're, like, three-fourths of the way through this one that's in our studio. But, like, yeah, I've got one on my desk. But she <laughs> sent us, like, 25 of those things. And, and you take that and obviously multiply it by three stations. We all have Taylor Swift, like, sticky notepads on, on our ev- desk around this building. Yeah. Now, I, I have one of those. It's on my desk at work, but I refuse to use it because I don't want to take away parts of her face. Well, yeah, her, her yeah, head, like, yeah, her head is gone. Chopped off. <laughs> Cho- we're down below her shoulders on Fearless. Where there's barely a shoulder showing on Taylor Swift. Speak now. It's it's basically uh, at her thighs, I would say, and and red. You can't see her it's chin just her or hair. anything. Yeah, yeah, it's her hair. 
So. We've used a lot of them. We use them all the time. It's very handy. But at my desk, if I make you guys feel any better, at my desk, you still see your head. So yeah. I'm like, don't take any more. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I always am afraid that like somebody's going to come by and grab one without me knowing or without thinking about it. And then I'll be upset. Oh, my God. That would be so awesome if like you came out of nowhere and just like hit their hand with a ruler. <laughs> no! no! You could not take this post-it. Not even once. And you cannot help me put my puzzle together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Just take them all out. Oh, my gosh. Take every sticky note off and try to put that back oh together. God. That would be such a fun puzzle. There's only about a billion pieces. Uh, the reason I asked about the award show mailers is because I was wondering if you had seen the hilarious ACM consideration video that she just made. Hmm. No, I haven't. Oh, you need to see it. You'll love it. Basically, it's Taylor making a parody of herself. Hmm. That sounds fun. I would love to check that out. I still think she should put out just a, like like I know no I think we brought this up last time like a Garth Brooks thing. I think you know how Garth Brooks put out like oh, Chris yeah. Gaines where he became like a rock star for some reason. It was like the dumbest thing ever. I still think she should put out a CD called T Swizzle where she's a rapper. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Definitely. It could happen. You never know. <laughs> or not that awesome, I guess. <laughs> Stunned silence. We're yeah. all shocked. She like works with like two chains and two like chains. yeah, little Wayne, and I mm-hmm. think that would be awesome. Other things that rhyme with Ain, Ain, two yeah. chains, little Wayne. I'm blanking out on what rapper's song that she had in her ACM video. Do you know stuff? No, I can't remember who it was. Her phone rings in this video, and it's this rap song that, like you would probably never imagine Taylor is listening to, and that just makes it so much funnier. <laughs> Taylor did a rap, though, way back in, like, 2008 or 2009 at an award show, and it was kind of a parody of herself again, where she says she bakes cookies and, you know, isn't out clubbing. She's knitting sweaters and still living with her parents. Yeah, I do remember that. And there was a rapper with her in that yeah. video. And she called herself T-Swizzle. Oh, she did? Right, yeah. right. Ah. Uh... That's what I'm saying. I think that would be an awesome CD. She does need to make a full album. I would buy it. Yeah, who wouldn't? Maybe she has like a hidden vault of unreleased rap songs. That would be fun. Well, she needs to release that vault of rap songs because I think that would just be awesome. Mm-hmm. So speaking of upcoming stuff from Taylor, um, I know we talked a little bit a couple weeks episodes ago about the Giver trailer, but what did you guys think? You've just watched it. Uh, it looks really interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I don't. I, I read about it so long ago. I don't really remember the concept. But I like movies like this. They were there was a, a bunch of them last year. These this sort of like dystopian future. Um, you know, and and even it's even continuing through this year. Um, you know, obviously this kind of m- reminds me. Of, I think everyone's trying. Everyone's making a grab for like Hunger Games money. They're like, oh my gosh, this sort of dystopian future where governments are oppressive and things like that. They're making big money, so movies like uh, Divergent are coming out, and, and this movie kind of looks like not while it's while none of these are the same plot. They're all sort of looking the same in, in first release. Um, but this reminds me of a movie uh, Elysium that I loved last year that I didn't really think got a lot of props, but Matt Damon was in it, and um, it was about you know everyone on Earth is. Is it's based Earth is just one big slum, and everyone that's rich enough lives on a, a diseaseless satellite called Elysium, um, and it's sort of you know it, it reminds me a little bit of that uh, you know sort of government takeover 
Yeah, movie-wise, it, lo- it looks interesting. Like, actually, one of the security guards in the trailer looks like a security guard that you would find out of Hunger Games. So, the movie looks interesting. The trailer's still making me mad, though, because I don't see Taylor. See, I saw her the second time when you guys <laughs> told me where she was in the really fast part. I was like, there she is, because seen, I'd already seen a still of her. Yeah, you guys told me that, too, and I've watched it like five <laughs> times. And I'm like, I don't see Taylor. <laughs> Which is a shame, because I'd love to hear her at least get a line in it, you know, because it, it, it's got a great cast. I mean, you got uh, Dennis Quaid, it looks like, uh, although he's heavily bearded i'm thinking that's who it is uh meryl streep is in it um and uh you know she's never bad so it's got a great cast katie i just holmes. wish they would have featured her yeah, yeah katie holmes i wish they just would have featured her a little bit more so we could uh you know get a little get a little idea of what it what what kind of role she's gonna play yeah i think it's it might be jeff bridges instead of dennis quaid ah uh, that's probably yeah that may be it that sounds right Although they, wow stumped the movie guy they look, look at al- you they look alike when they're heavily bearded I just know the cast because Taylor's in it. Right. Because you've watched the trailer a million times. <laughs> you are the reason why it has this many hits on YouTube? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> you, like, pause it on the one second she's in there? Because I still don't see it. It's really tough to pause it on that. It's super fa- it is second. super fast. I don't even know how I caught it the, the second time. I guess it's because I'd seen the still. Have you guys read the book? Uh, no, no, I haven't. We don't read books. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just only movies. Yeah. I looked at Carson like he might, oh, Carson, have you read it knowing the answer? Like, no, we haven't read the book. Oh, wait, uh, is she the redhead when it flashes real quick? No, I think she's more of a brunette. Am I right about that? Golly. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. very dark brunette. You guys keep talking. I'm just going to keep watching <laughs> this watch over it. and over and over again until I see her. Anyway, oh, I'm, I saw her. Okay, oh, yeah, it's the one I thought she was. Okay, okay, she looks red. I guess redheaded, but it, yeah. Okay, I found her. No, it looks it looks good. I I should have caught it because uh, uh, Carson, you've seen it a billion times. What when, when does this come out? It comes out this year, right? Oh, I didn't get that far. I was, <laughs> I was trying to find out where she was. You guys probably know. It comes out on August fifteenth. August fifteenth. This is go. going to be a good year then for her. If August she has the movie, October she has a new CD. Totally. Yeah, and really, in August, she'll probably have a new single. Mm. Oh, good point. Yeah, because they release like three or four singles before the CD actually comes out. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Which means we'll get to hear them before you guys. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have the we'll leak be very connection. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other movie where Taylor did the song Sweeter Than Fiction for, One Chance, that was supposed to be coming out. It had several different release dates, and then it just keeps getting pushed back, and it's never been released yeah and right now it's supposed to be in august too you know i wouldn't be surprised if they did that kind of the way they do some movies where they put them on demand the same day they'll be in some theaters in like bigger cities you know like new york and la and chicago and and places like that dallas maybe um you know in the big markets and then they'll put it on demand on the same day um i don't know that might be the way they end up doing this one normally when it's pushed back like that you know some of those i don't know it makes me think of those uh james franco movies that he did, you know, that they sort of just put up on iTunes. They're like, oh, there you go. We showed it in New York for a week, and now everybody can watch it. Go ahead. <laughs> that seems so wrong. I think that hurt her during award season because she was up for the Golden Globe for that song, and she didn't get it. And I think hers was the only song in the category where the movie hadn't actually come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that, was, that one shocked and me. And for the Oscars, we were hoping she'd get a nomination, too. I mean, I, I don't... I'm not trying to, but it would have been hard to beat Frozen this oh, year. Especially I mean, the everything Oscars. Everything was beating Frozen. Or, yeah, I mean, everything was, Frozen took everything. I was shocked that, I mean, you two, you two won the Golden Globe, though. That, that's what shocked me. Um, but also, I mean, this movie just seems so, 
foreign. You know, it's like it's, Americans, are they even going to know who this guy is, the one that it's about? I mean, it, it may be a great story, but it's also, I think, probably a tough sell for an American audience. You know, uh, it, it's about a British opera singer. Right. You know. Right. And really, <laughs> when you think about it, we do have America's Got Talent, but it's not really the reality contest yeah. show that people watch in America. Yeah, definitely. No, we like The Voice. Yeah, right. if anything. Because <laughs> nobody watches American Idol no anymore. Idol. X Factor's canceled. Yeah. I only kept watching Idol for the first few weeks when they would have all the really bad auditions, but then they even mm-hmm. cut back on those. So now there's really no point to watch it. Yeah, everybody made it to Hollywood. And I think that was a, a concerted effort to make them a little bit more like The Voice because The Voice doesn't invite. You have to be invited to. A, you can't just line up and audition for The Voice. You know, they invite the people on. And everybody's good. Everybody's so good that when someone doesn't turn around, you're like, oh, my gosh, wow, I can't believe no one turned around for that guy. So I think Idol was kind of trying to grab from that and and get away from the like, oh, you know, we're not Simon anymore. We're a whole new thing. And I think it really paid off for him because I think, I mean, Harry Connick Jr. was such a breath of fresh air. He kept me coming back week after week. I was like, man, this guy is hilarious. He's charming. He's funny. He's His judgments are sound. He's a smart musician. And you can tell he knows what he's talking about. And um you know, I it, it, that and then I then I just sort of fell off after Hollywood week, I think, because, uh, you know what? I, I watched the first crop of singers and I was like, man, Yee. these people wouldn't even be invited to audition for the voice. I mean, I I can't even tell you the last three people that won Idol uh, was Philip Phillips. One oh, of them? maybe Philip Phillips won. <laughs> OK, maybe, Murphy, All right, the last two seasons of Idol. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the who only won. recent one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, lead to wise. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know how long when, ago when that did was. The, when did the dreadlock girl win? Uh, uh, she lost to lead to wise. I think oh, Crystal Bowersox. Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she won. That's how obviously I haven't paid, been yeah. paying attention. That was a weird season. You're like, all right, how did we end up with these two? Can we go back and how did how exactly did we end up with the the short? I mean, how did Taylor Hicks we... win? Yeah, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> but I loved Taylor Hicks. Oh my gosh, Soul Train. Yeah, I was on the Soul Patrol, Carson. That's it. <laughs> I loved I loved Taylor Hicks. I'm going to go to Branson, Missouri, and see him one day. I think that's where he hangs out. Or is he in Vegas now? He might uh, be. He might actually have a Vegas show. I don't, you know way too much. <laughs> I told you I'm on the Soul Patrol. I'm the last member. <laughs> We've talked about before whether or not we think that Taylor would be Taylor Swift, not to be confused with Taylor Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a Hicks cast. I'm out oh, here. I thought this was no. Hicks cast. We were going to send you a bunch of Taylor Hicks posters. <laughs> I thought this whole time I'm out of here. <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know if I think that that Taylor would be a good judge on one of those shows. I feel like she would have a really hard time not being nice to someone. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, well, I guess you could compare it to like Ellen when she was on American Idol. She had a real hard time being mean to anyone, and it just flopped. I mean, even Ellen said herself, she was like, I just can't be mean to someone like the other ones can. So maybe that's why Taylor hasn't looked into one of these. Yeah, and, and Ellen would try to be funny, and it would just be too awkward because you're like, wow, we just watched a horrible performance. And then you just told a joke to try to make it less awkward, and you made the whole situation more awkward. And um, Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um I could see her as a mentor, like maybe on The Voice or something like that, or one That'd of that. That'd be perfect. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Ed Sheeran was a mentor. Oh yeah, he was. I remember that. He was great. So maybe Taylor would do something like that. That would be cool. Definitely. Look, do you guys play a lot of Ed on your station? Uh, not so much anymore. I mean, we do, we have the A team still, mm-hmm. and like a couple others, but like, uh, you know, both Ed and Taylor, like they are phenomenal people. I just read a story about Ed Sheeran re- or singing to a. 
a child in a hospital too. And so like it's stuff like that that like makes me still like playing some of the songs that we do because it, to know that there are good you know celebrities out there that don't let fame go to their head. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Ed hasn't really his album is so old at this point. He mm. should be releasing new music soon, but he hasn't really had any new singles. Yeah, he's one of those. Every so often an artist like that pops up. Like AWOL Nation was one that just had a hit like last year, and their album had been out forever. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, that album came out two years ago or something like that. And, and it, sometimes there's a slow burn, and you're like, oh man, well now i got to tour on this album, I guess, and wait to put out, and, you know, the, the record company's like, oh, we're not going to put out new music. Your old music is finally selling. We're going to start re-releasing all this, so... Um, yeah, that can be weird when you've got such a slow burn like that. But it just gives them more time to write that second album, you know? You spend your whole life writing your first album, and then you have to write your second album in like a year, you know? That's what they say. Well, we're definitely really looking forward to his new album, and I really hope he announces some info soon. That probably was not his first album, right, that just had a couple hits on it? Was it his first major label album? That was his first major label. Oh, okay. Well, at least here in the States. Oh, Okay. I couldn't tell you overseas. I yeah. yeah. Anyway. I don't follow those charts. I, maybe my first album, second album, you know, scenario doesn't exactly fit, but whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, it's it's definitely his first major label, but mm. he might have had a couple other smaller ones. The first time I saw him was in the opening Olympics a couple of years ago. Was it the opening or the closing Olympics? At the he, London Games? Yeah, at the London. Oh, yeah. I don't that, remember. That's the last that's the first time I really saw him and then after that like his two singles like really blew up over here. Yeah, I remember the opening ceremonies, but I honestly never heard of him until Taylor tweeted that they were hanging out one day. Mm. Well, that'll definitely put somebody on the map. Yeah, I mean, I would be famous if Taylor tweeted about me. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things that like I would have no idea what they were if not for Taylor. What would you guys do if, like, tomorrow all of a sudden, like, you guys were hanging out with Taylor Swift, like, and she tweeted, hanging out with SwiftCast? That would be insane. <laughs> yeah, probably her tweeting about it would be the least of their... Yeah. <laughs> you just, we just concern. fall over. Our bucket list is done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care if she tweets about it or not. We're hanging out. We're hanging out in her palatial Rhode Island estate. I would kind of want her to tweet about it. No, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, why not? When I met her in September and I gave her her Law & Order Swift Unit t-shirt, she told me that she really loved it and was going to wear it all the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. But I was secretly hoping that she would tweet it. Yeah, of course. Well, then you guys need to keep tweeting at her and get all your like listeners to keep tweeting at her and be like, hey, wear that Law & Order shirt, wear that Law & Order shirt. Eventually Ooh. she's going to do it. Well, recently she started going on Instagram and interacting with some fans on there, which she never really has before. So I started sending her pictures of it to try and remind her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys have a whole podcast around it. She's got to acknowledge you at some point. Mm -hmm. We can only hope. Or send you restraining orders. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I was wondering if you guys wanted to give some upcoming movie recommendations to our listeners. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, summer is obviously... A huge time at the box office, and and it seems like I, I don't know. This year they backed it off a little bit more. Wasn't it March last year that Iron Man three came out? Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, blockbuster season starts earlier and earlier every year. I feel like we haven't really had you know that big kickoff movie to the summer. You know, three hundred you could say was was that movie, but there hasn't really been anything to me that's the big summer movie. Uh, the first Marvel, first big Marvel movie of the year is always that indication to me, and that's this weekend when Captain America: The Winter Soldier comes out. I know Carson and I are both looking forward to this because we're huge fans. Of the Marvel Universe. Are you guys into that? The the Avengers Universe? Um, I've seen the Avengers 
but I prefer just plain old Iron Man, I think. Iron Man, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I, I'll go see anything that has that logo on it, you know, whether it's Thor or Captain America or Iron Man or whatever they make, I'm, I'm going to go see it. I think I saw Avengers. My boyfriend's really into that. I was like, honestly, don't even know which one I saw. <laughs> Yeah, you see, uh, these these are going to be filled with a lot of guy movies. I mean, I wrote down some other ones. I was like, oh, yeah, we're talking to, to SwiftCast. I better put some other stuff on here. But the next one I have on the list is Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah, that I'll definitely see. That's, oh, okay. I've always liked those. Yeah, yeah. Now, you didn't like the Tobey Maguire ones, did you? I, I mean, I think I was maybe 12 or 13 when the first one came out, so I liked it. But yeah. We're hanging up. <laughs> now, no, for that age, I mean, like, I'm those are, when you, when you go back and watch them, you're like, these are kids' movies. I mean, they don't hold up as well as when you see what superhero movies became after, you know, the, the, after the Chris Nolan Batman era and after Marvel started taking their movies seriously with X-Men and, and the Avengers and stuff like that. Um, you're like, man, you go back and watch Tobey Maguire, and you're like, well, this is a comic book. It's, it's from an era. It's like from the Joel Schumacher Batman era. It's not from, from this time. And then they t- finally took it seriously with Andrew Garfield, who I think does a great job, and and um, Emma Stone, who's also good in oh, it. And I so, love Emma Stone so much. Oh, Me yeah, too. she's great. She's awesome, too, yeah, if you ever get the chance to talk to her. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've talked to her? Murphy's met her. Yeah, we got to talk to her at the uh, the premiere of The Help, which they filmed around here in Mississippi. And, oh, and that's they, right. Yeah, the cast oh. came back. and um, uh, That might even be, no, I don't think we put the and interviews up online. See, this is why I'm saying tweeting pays off. They tweeted at her and then had all of our listeners tweet at her, too, to try to get into the movie, and she actually called into the request lines. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, it was like the one week she was on Twitter. So I think she joined Twitter and then quit like the same week. We she made her quit. Yeah, I was going to say, she never tweets. Nope, nope. Um, but th- that was like the one week she was on it, and so we tweeted our, our phone number out, and she actually called. You cannot mistake that voice. Because at first we were like, how do we know this is really her? And she was like, my voice? And I was like, yeah, I guess that's a good point. No one sounds like Emma Stone. <laughs> Every time my daughter like cries uncontrollably she's only three months old right now i'm like you're gonna sound like emma stone i mean which isn't awful i mean it's a distinguishing voice but that's why she has that voice because she it was like three it was like a year straight of colic like she didn't stop crying for a year that's the story i heard her tell on letterman anyway uh that's why she has that voice and so i always say you're gonna end up sounding like emma stone if you want to do that go ahead she doesn't (laughs) understand me doesn't know what i'm talking about uh the next movie i wrote down again (laughs) These are all guy movies. I feel like Godzilla. They're rebooting Godzilla, which I think is is very cool. This movie looks like, you know, they're taking it seriously. They're not doing it in a cartoony way like they did. I think it was in 2000 or maybe 99 when that. Yeah, that I think was it was called. Bad. Wasn't it called Godzilla 2000? Yeah, it I was guess. a bad. Yeah, with Matthew Broderick and, and it, it it wasn't very good. And this one, I don't know, it's got Brian Cranston and uh, the first couple trailers look amazingly exciting. And I think that one's going to be good. That one comes out May 16th. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past. I love X-Men First Class was such, I don't know if I'd call it underrated, but I, I, I think it was underrated when it came out uh, with James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, two amazing actors, uh, with Jennifer Lawrence is in that too, and it, it was just, it's not even really a, a reboot, I guess it was more of a prequel, but this one's sort of melding the two universes together, and, and I can't wait for it. Peter yeah, Dinklage is in you it. You guys have lost all your listeners by now, because <laughs> these are all male movies. Yeah. I don't know, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and she's great as Mystique. I mean, she she's great in any role, but uh, I mean, even even a superhero role, she's taken killer seriously. I like her as Mystique. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, she, I think paint. she's a great actress. I think she does a great job. <laughs> um, I, I you know, I, were we talking about we were talking about Tom Cruise? I'm trying to remember because we, we recorded our podcast tonight as well. So I'm trying to remember. Have we mentioned Tom Cruise yet on this podcast? No, not yet. No. Okay, <laughs> I guess that was on our podcast. We were talking about. He's got a new movie coming out called Ed, Edge of Tomorrow uh, on June 6th. 
Um, and I liked, I don't know, it's not great. It's worth a rental, at least, Oblivion last year. Another one of these, like, dystopian future movies that I was talking about where the whole world has been destroyed. Um, I kind of liked it, and there's a kind of a fun trap door at the end. Um, but this is about a, a soldier who has to, like, replay the same day over and over again. It's like, uh, it's like Groundhog Day. Like Groundhog Day, but during war. Like, imagine if Bill Murray was in war during Groundhog Day, and he had to relive that same day, the same day he got killed over and over again. Uh, I think that's what Edge of Tomorrow is about. So uh, it sounds like an interesting premise to me. And that comes out when June 6th. you said 6th. Edge of Tomorrow, I got really confused for a minute because there's this sitcom that I watch, Hot in Cleveland. Have you ever seen it? I've heard of it, yeah. With Betty White and Valerie Bertinelli and yeah. others. So on that show, there's an actress who used to be on a soap called Edge of Tomorrow, and she talks about it like every single week. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is the movie version of that. Mm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Tom Cruise movie. The maybe thing. they bought. Maybe they bought that in there. So that's like a commercial for the movie, even though it, it was a commercial for the movie ten years before the yeah, movie 10 came years out. Years before it ever came out. <clears throat> right, I know Hot on Cleveland's been on a while. It's product placement. Yeah. They plan these things, you know, these releases out. They're like, all right, we've been putting the words Edge of Tomorrow in people's heads for eight years on Hot in Cleveland or however long it's been on. Now it's time for the Tom Cruise movie that has nothing to do with that to come out. It's just been uh, etched into your brain. You just want to go see it. You'll go see it. Uh, uh, everyone might be, this one might, you know, uh, go just pan across the, um, the genders. Uh, 22 Jump Street. I thought 21 Jump Street was one of the best comedies of, of the year when oh, it came yeah, out. Oh, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, I just watched that the other day. It was yeah, funny. they're doing a sequel, and I mean, Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum are hilarious. Even Channing, I, I didn't think Channing Tatum would be funny, but he has surprised me again and again in, in stuff like 21 Jump Street. And in This is the End, if you saw that, um, I don't want to spoil his appearance, but it's one of the funniest parts of the movie. And so, um, I don't know, he just seems like a, a good sport, and he understands comedy, which is I think rare for a pretty boy like that, you know, guys who grew up looking like me, you're like, all right, the pretty boys, they don't have personality. That's what I got. Um, but, you know, Channing Tatum has both. So thanks a lot, pal. Yeah. Just like Ryan, <laughs> Phil, you know, you, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Name? Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Yeah. You're like, you can't be funny and you can't be hot. Just yeah. get rid of both of them. Yeah. Pick you, one. One. Yeah. You either be dumb yeah. and hot or funny and ugly like we are. Clam up like Pattinson or, or lose the gym membership. You got to you got to choose one. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to 22 Jump Street. Sounds like you guys are, too. That comes out uh, June 13th. Oh, it's pretty soon. Speaking of Channing, the uh, the movie I'm really excited about is Foxcatcher, and it doesn't have a release date yet. Mm. Are, have you guys heard about that movie? No. It's about John DuPont, the murderer in Philadelphia. And it's like a wrestling movie, but Steve Carell actually plays John DuPont. Oh, yeah. This sounds familiar now. Yeah, it it was supposed to be released in December, but they held off, I think, because they want Steve to get a nomination for it. Mm. But I'm really excited to see Steve in that kind of role, and I I like Channing, so. It's got some good names in it. Channing Tatum, it's got Steve Carell, like you said. Um, Hulk is in it. Hulk Hogan? No, oh my gosh, no, no, fantastic. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Mark Ruffalo? Yep. Uh, she, yeah, said it was a, Mark. She, she said it was a wrestling movie. I thought you were talking yeah, about Yeah, it's got Hulk. Hey, brother. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm back, brother. Yeah. Don't you remember Suburban Commando? Um, which I saw in the theater, by the way. Horrible, horrible movie. But I was in fourth grade, so what did I know? Um, yeah, that, that, I, I have seen the previews for that. And if you, if you want to see Steve Carell in a, in a really out-of-character role, there's a movie that came out last year. It, it definitely made my top ten list called The Way, Way Back that I just loved. I, I might have even I've mentioned that on your show. That. Yeah. It was, it was just fantastic. He plays a big old jerk in it, and you're like, oh, I'll never believe. Steve Carell, nicest man in Hollywood, is a big old jerk, uh, but he's just he, he nails the role, and you, and you hate him for it, but uh, you can appreciate what a great actor he is because of that. 
I'll have to look that up. Yeah, the way, way back. Um, it was written by the guys that wrote The Descendants. Uh, they, that they won the Oscar for that movie. Matt Faxon and uh, Jim Rash. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm excited about this because uh, I, I, th- I think the first, I like a lot of underrated movies, I guess. I use that a lot to describe the movies I like because they don't get a lot of love. Um, but I, the Planet of the Apes movie with James Franco that came out a couple of years ago, I thought it was fun. I thought it was well done. And, and I'm glad that they're finally getting the sequel that they sort of set up at the end of that movie. Uh, that one's coming out July 11th. Um, uh, the other, th- this movie I'm really excited about. After the, after the trailer came out, I got really excited about Guardians of the Galaxy. Another Marvel movie, but this is probably the number one summer movie that I'm excited about. It's got Chris Pratt, and it's got a lot of great you know, voices in it. John C. Riley and Peter Serafinowicz pop up in the teaser trailer for it. And um, it looks like a Marvel movie that we haven't seen before, more of like a comedic take on, on the comic book genre, more of like a fun sort of take on it rather than everything being so serious and, and saving the world. It takes place in like, you know, a far off universe as opposed to on Earth. Um, have you guys seen the, did you guys see the trailer for that? No. I haven't, but my boyfriend keeps talking about it, so I'm <laughs> sure I will. Get your boyfriend on here. Is he around? I think yeah, we're, we're, this is like the third time with it that we've, we would have gotten we, along with him. Yeah, we've lost your whole audience right now <laughs> with know. some of the old movie references and all that. They're all they're all gone. Um, I'll, I'll I'll run through the last three. I won't even. I'll just mention the release dates. I won't say anything else about them. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, August eighth. Yes, 8th. super uh, excited about that one. The uh, it. it I knew I wasn't going to say anything, but it looks like Michael Bay had a bunch of leftover footage of Transformers, and he was like, oh, it's all CGI, so we can just take out the robot and put a turtle in, and uh, I, we can make a movie. And that's exactly what they did, it looks like. Um, it, so it doesn't look like it's going to be a great movie, but I'm, I saw all three Transformers movies in the theater, so, uh, and I cared a lot more about the turtles than I did the Transformers when I was a kid. That's August 8th. Uh, Expendables 3, August 15th. Again, that movie's going to be garbage, but I'll go see it. Um, and Sin City 2 is coming out August 22nd, and that's pretty much the end of summer season. Then you get into other stuff like Interstellar, uh, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, and The Hobbit all come out towards the end of the year. Um, and I did write down some movies that you guys might be interested in as females. Sorry to be so informal. Um, well, I have a movie I'm looking forward to, but I wonder yeah. if it's on your list. Okay. Um, May 9th, Legends of Oz. Uh, nope. Wizard of Oz animated sequel that is based on one of <laughs> it's uh, it's based on one of the like thousands of Oz novels that L. Frank Baum did write and um, it's got Dan Aykroyd it's got Martin Short it's got Leah Michelle from Glee and um, you she know said no she okay said I, no. I'm trying to convince her I'm trying to convince I might everybody consider it but no that was not the one, the one that I was going to say <laughs> um, I don't I, I'm don't really I, again these are the movies that I was like well I better write down some girly stuff uh, maybe it's this one Maleficent. Nope. May thirtieth. Okay. Angelina <laughs> Jolie plays uh, the the titular character uh, from Sleeping Beauty. But I think Beauty. I would see that probably. It looks interesting. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, you don't think so? I think it looks okay. Yeah. I don't really like Angelina Jolie though. Yeah, I really don't either. Those those live action Disney movies are really missing more than hitting these days. I mean, we're on like Pirates Five. The Lone Ranger was kind of a bomb. Um, and so this one, I, I don't know. They hopefully they'll break their streak. John Carter, no one liked that. That was a Disney live action. And I like that genre too. I mean, I, I love Tron. I love the. I love back in the day when Disney would make those live action movies. Herbie, the, Herbie the Love Bug. You know, uh, but but animation's more their bread and butter these days, especially since Frozen's now the number one animated movie of all time. Um, yeah, just past Toy Story three and The Lion King on that list. Um, so, but those are all three Disney properties at least. Um, all right, the last one. Well, I I don't think this is going to be yours, uh, uh, Ashley, but it is a um, uh, an animated movie, How to Train Your Dragon two. Uh, the last yeah, one was a. It. <laughs> no, that was not it. What about your boyfriend? Uh, no, um, <laughs> he. Uh, uh, the, the last one was a sleeper hit. It was actually 
didn't even it, it didn't break number one until well I think it was number one and then it fell down the list and then it jumped back to number one which is rare for a movie to be non consecutive number one uh, weekly you know on the box office but uh, so I know a lot of people are excited about that sequel what's the movie you're looking forward to mine is the fault in our stars what's this now <laughs> oh yeah I'm excited about that too you haven't heard what? of the fault in our stars the book turning into the movie by John Green what, what did we what did we tell you before we don't read we, we don't read <laughs> it does sound familiar it's a very popular young adult book basically it's about these two teenagers who meet in a cancer support group hmm and it's, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's a very good book. It's like a pretty quick read, but it's a really, really good, like, love story, drama, like, it has everything. And so hmm. the movie's coming out on June 6th. Oh, and Shailene Woodley's in that. God, she is yep. great. She's just one of my favorite. Every time I see her, I'm like, you're just such an amazing actress. I can't wait to see. I hope you don't star in a bunch of crap because you deserve to be in great movies like The Descendants, and she was in one called The Spectacular Now, and I know she's in blockbusters and stuff like Divergent, but I feel like that's where she's sort of, you know, mirroring Jennifer Lawrence, who can be in smaller stuff like uh, Winter's Bone or American Hustle, um, and and then be in bigger stuff like The Hunger Games and X-Men Days of Future Past, and still be respected as an actress. I, I just love Shailene Woodley. She's fantastic. Fantastic! It's a funny story. When I was much, much younger, I was probably 14. My sister, who's four years younger than me, was actually in an acting class with her in California. Wow. Wow. And she, I mean, I didn't really see her that much, but, you know, she seemed sort of like an average kid. And then when she did The Secret Life, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see her doing that, you know, teenage show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she just blew up so much after that. Yeah, that is that's uh, that's crazy. Um, there's another guy in the movie, Nat Wolf, who's in a movie that I just caught on HBO called Admission, who um, I thought did a really good job in sort of a supporting role in that movie um, that is also in uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Um, so that that does sound pretty good. Might have checked that out. The book is an easy read in case you do decide that you want to read. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Carson is a hard no. He's a hard no on this no one. <laughs> The the other movie I'm excited about, and it doesn't have a release date, is Serena with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that's where Bradley Cooper's playing Serena Williams and Jennifer Lawrence is playing <laughs> yeah. Venus, right? It's really weird. <laughs> really challenging yeah. role, but I know they're going to name They're just fantastic. They're both great at tennis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, what What is this movie about? I don't know anything about this one either. Oh, it looks like a period piece from the Google that I just did. Yeah, I, I don't know too much about it. I know they're married in the movie. I just really like Silver Linings, and I liked American Hustle. How can you not like Jennifer and Bradley? So I'd go see it. Anytime they're together, definitely. Um, And it's uh, looking to see who the the director is, see if I recognize anything that she's done. Nope. And it's based on another book, of course. You big readers. (laughs) You big readers, you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, based on the novel, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, there's a Serena in the movie, but it's not Serena Williams. (laughs) It's Serena Pemberton and George Pemberton. Um, about the future of uh, George's timber empire becomes complicated when it is learned that his wife cannot bear children. So it's a comedy. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah, no, that one does sound interesting. I mean, those, those, those two can't, can't do wrong. I like a lot of stuff Bradley Cooper's in, even the stuff that, you know, doesn't get a lot of attention, like Limitless. I love that movie. I haven't seen that yet. That's one where you walk out and you're like, man, what if the world was like that? And you're like, what if I had a, you know, your, your mind just, just boggles at the possibilities. And I like movies like that. 
I used to not really think much of Bradley until I saw Silver Linings. I thought he was just kind of a, you know, romantic comedy kind of actor. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the first time I really started paying attention to him. I know that it wasn't until later that I realized he's in a movie called Wet Hot American Summer. Have you guys ever seen that? No. Oh, my no. gosh. There's, there used to be, a, did you ever on MTV watch a show called The State? No. Okay, well, a bunch, of, a bunch of people, it was like a sketch comedy show, and a bunch of people on there are now famous, like Michael Ian Black and Ken Marino and my, uh, Michael Showalter and Joe Latrulio, who's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everybody went on to, like, these kind of big careers, but, um, you know, they, they also made a movie called Wet Hot American Summer, and they're all in it, and so is Bradley Cooper and Amy Poehler, but Bradley Cooper was not, quote-unquote, Bradley Cooper back then. He was just sort of like, you know, this guy that was living in New York that knew all these people, and they were like, hey, we'll be in this movie. Paul Rudd's in it, too. But before he was like Paul Rudd, um, and it's it's... Really funny. It's crude. I mean, it's a, it's definitely an R-rated comedy, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and, and he plays a, a pretty funny role in it. But I'm trying to remember when he popped up on my radar. I don't know. And we just lost the rest of your listeners right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We've aged them out. Yep. I think the first thing I ever saw Bradley in was The Hangover. Oh, yeah. That's probably yeah. Where, where a lot of people, because I remember him telling this hilarious story, I think on Letterman, where... Uh, you thought it was him or Ed Helms, or maybe they were all on at the same time, because none of them, that was the story. He was like, we all showed up to filming the first day, and he was like, well, I'm not famous, and you're not famous, and you're not famous. And they're like, this movie's not going to be good. No one's in it. No one's going to go see it. But then that's what carried it, the fact that they all, it was such a great ensemble, uh, and then they made two much lesser yeah, I was going to say, the, one, like, the, <laughs> the two like semi-famous people in it, well, Ed Helms was in it quite a bit, but the other guy... Who has been a national treasure and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, Justin Bartha. Yeah, yeah, he was barely in it. He always gets the short shrift in those yeah. movies, which I feel bad for because I like him as an actor. I loved him in National Treasure, like you're saying. Funny. He doesn't get any yeah, good roles. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, but but Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, and Ed Helms were both, like, you know, not on the radar that they are today uh, when, they, when The Hangover came out. That was what I think was so surprising when it became the, like, highest grossing comedy ever or something like that. Yeah, I think I first saw him in Wedding Crashers, and I oh, hated his yeah. character. Yeah, I remember that, too. I did, too. I just never remember that he was in that. Exactly. That's another one that you go back, and you're like, oh, yeah, Bradley Cooper's the jerk in this one. That's right. Right. And so I thought, oh, he's, like, always the jerk. Mm-hmm. He does play that role really well. I mean, you definitely hate him in that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think our listeners will go check out some of the movies you mentioned. If we still had any left. <laughs> yeah. If you guys I mean, are still out there. No, I think our listeners are pretty open-minded, generally. Yeah, some of them are going to struggle. I mean, it's not like anyone's not going to go see Transformers because we didn't mention yeah. it. Murphy know. and I are just like the grandpas right now of this thing. We're probably like the oldest people, and like we're going, you now go see this, all right? <laughs> They're going to be analyzing it on Entertainment Tonight. They're like, well, you know why uh, You know that movie, the, the stars of our future? What yeah. is it? Is that what it was? The They're gonna, you know why that one? Yeah, that was the stars of our future. Yeah, you yeah. know why that one didn't make any money? It's because I heard that was good guys didn't talk about it. On I mean, you cast. two are sitting there going, I can't believe they don't read. They're old enough to be in book clubs. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all these movies that I mentioned are not going to be, you know. Uh, but my, my favorite movie of the year that I haven't even seen yet is The Grand Budapest Hotel because it just started playing in our in our little town of Jackson, Mississippi. So uh, I worship at the altar of Wes Anderson who directed that. Um, and that's doing fairly well for not being like a giant release. Um, and I'm, so I'm excited about that. A billion people are in that and uh, I've heard great things about it. Oh, maybe I should go see that. I've been frustrated because I haven't really gone to see any movies since early winter. I just haven't been interested in any that are out. Yeah. It's the, it's the doldrums of, you know, the Oscar season's over. So if you were in a market that didn't get 
you know, the smaller stuff like Philomena or whatever, they'll sometimes re-release that stuff. But as far as there's nothing good that comes out January through March, I would say most of the time. That's that's normally the way it happens when you start looking at the, uh, you know, the wave. You know, you got the summer blockbusters, then you got the Oscar fodder, and then you got the crap. They're like, well, when are we going to release this? <clears throat> and I haven't got to see a movie because I have a three-month-old and they don't. Let her into the R-rated movies, which I don't get. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to find her a fake ID, so if anybody out there can help out. Yeah. Tweet at us. <laughs> at I heard that was GD. Yeah. Yeah, account. we're trying to find a fake ID for a three-month-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got it. Got to look believable. Yep. <laughs> got to have the hologram. But it's got to have her picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to have her current picture. I'm sure somebody will get right on that. <laughs> yeah, just let us know. Excellent. <laughs> It's not Murphy and I's three-month-old, by the way. It's Murphy's. I'm just helping get the ID. Right. Right. Got it. So is there anything else you want to talk about, about Taylor or about anything? No, I don't think so. No, we got to get busy cutting up posters. <laughs> yeah, I got to get that box in the mail. <laughs> well, um, I know you probably mentioned this last time, but can you remind our listeners what radio station you guys are on for the morning show? Oh, um, I'm on the morning show on Y101. In Jackson, Mississippi, you can go to y101.com uh, for more information about that. Carson does the afternoon show there, uh, there, here, where we are yeah, at yeah. Uh, Y101. Same thing, y101.com. Yeah, or facebook.com slash y1017fm. But mm-hmm. uh, we definitely want you guys to check out our podcast if there's anyone still listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you enjoy the sort of uh, you know asinine discussion that we had about uh, movies, uh, it's, I heard that was good. We're on iTunes. So you can rate us and subscribe to us there, and uh, you can go to IHeardThatWasGood.com and get all the info there, and you can tweet at IHeardThatWasGD. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much. This was tons of laughs, as usual. Oh, we always have yes, fun, too. Thank you. thank you for inviting us. Can't wait to get another box of goodies so we can be on another episode. <laughs> yeah, we have to bribe you every time. <laughs> we'll That's no problem. We'll no see. problem. <laughs> all right. All thanks right, again. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.